Hey, Fatfish Heads, it's time for another edition of the hottest new podcast on all platforms, Fatfish. Sit back and strap yourself in for the wildest ride on the open seas. Now, lap your fins for the fabulous Fatfish Brothers, Eric Fish Snyder and Brad Grunny Grunberg. A.K.A. Snacks. <clears throat> yeah, baby. Yeah, we got to. I think. Yeah, I think we got to do that again, brother. That was, I can't hear you. Can't, can't, can't hear you. We're live, buddy. We have some technical difficulties. Yeah. What else is new in the wonderful I mean, world? Of why, why are we having technical difficulties? You're a genius. You do it. I'm not a genius, buddy. Yeah. I just do this for fun. I could give a fuck. But oh. other than my health, that's all I care about is my yeah, health and my yeah. family. I, uh, I have fun I do. doing this. I'm not a perfectionist like you are. I, Things happen. Yeah. You know, yeah, I've had to take a leak many times while we're doing the show, and I've actually done it while I'm sitting here. <laughs> we have wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, listeners. I want to give them a uh, top shelf quality show, and you're already fucked it up. But that's okay. I, I, yeah, I, we could we could end it right now. I don't care. I could go watch Raider highlights. No, it's okay. Good. Number thirty school, baby. Tonight, there you go. Oh <laughs> boy, football. The Oakland Raiders. The Raiders. The I don't Raiders know, buddy. I, th- I think I think Detroit's going to beat them. Beat them good. Beat them. Beat their ass. That's my. Good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're already. You're already like. It's like the bad news bears. Wait till next year, right? So. You're. you're uh, I'm not wait till next year. No, no, no. I mean, I just you know I have a I, I'm having a hard time getting this icon off. So it's there. You go. Wow. Wow. Man. I mean, Wake the fuck like up, Fish. 34. I mean, you've only been doing this for 34 episodes of Fat Fish. You can see I'm in a wonderful mood this morning. We got to bring in a technical advisor, I think. We got to bring yeah. I don't want yeah. you doing everything. It's too much for you. It's too much. But, hey, man, how was your week? What's What happened this weekend? Anything? Phenomenal. Good week of work. Really yeah. good. Busy. Oh, great. Um, nice. You? Uh, just, you know, I had a, a great time on the lift. I had a lot of rides. And it's interesting, uh, nice segue. I had these really cute girls in my car. They had uh, come to L.A. They graduated uh, the University of Maryland. Very smart girls. And I asked them, girls, when you see a guy, do you look at his ass? Do you look at his smile? Do you look at his abs? Do you look at his package? Okay? They both said package. Okay? So I'm thinking, and I've been doing this for years, I, uh, when I go out, like, you know, Halloween, I'll go out to a couple of parties. I will go first by in and out burger and I will get a three by three. Okay. A three by three. And I'll, I'll shove it right down my fucking pants. Okay. So my package looks big, 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 big package. So maybe uh, that will attract some girls. You know, we get emails all the time. All Brad talks about is dicks. I mean, the fact that you can't see yours when you're standing up means you're obsessed <laughs> with other people's dicks. I don't understand. True. You think we're going to sell this show when you always talk about packages? One thing, it's okay. I, I, I look, 
friend. I love you like a brother. It's okay to come out in front of millions of people. I love you like a brother. It's okay to come out. People want to hear. No, they don't want it. It's okay to come out and say that you go both ways. It's all right. Your parents will forgive you. (laughs) All right. It's a giving. We're a forgiving world. We're woke culture right now. It's okay. I'm telling you. I'm giving you. I, 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 you know. Mayor Pete Buttigieg is going to probably try and run again soon. He could use a big In-N-Out burger eating motherfucker like you to be on his campaign. Hey, he's, I like, he's a good man. He's a good man. And so are you, buddy. So are you. Oh, yeah. Um, so what, what, So you got the football. We got baseball. We got a lot oh. of what's to talk about, right? I uh, Yeah, you know, I had a big fan. Usually when the family get together on Sunday, my, my stepdad and my sister, my wife, her mother, sisters, we all get together and eat. And we watch football. It's almost like the the, the movie Silver was it Silver Play uh, Silver Linings playback with the Bradley yeah, Cooper and Robert Cooper. De Niro. And yesterday was just a cornucopia of great quarterback play. And then this catch that I got a, that the great people at Fox gave to us between the Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles. AJ Brown, a receiver for the Eagles, Brad. I think she went for MVP. Watch this catch. Forty seconds to go. Forty seconds to go. Hurts firing for the end zone and a one-handed attempt. Oh my goodness! AJ Brown with an amazing touchdown. Went up and scooped it. I thought he was going to throw the flat right here to Zacchaeus and look at the hands attack the ball in the air. Just the right hand, bring it back into the body, snatch it out of the air. <laughs> Goodness. What a catch. You know, they were arguing on the sidelines, and he was telling uh, um, uh, the quarterback, uh, throw me the ball. What the fuck's your problem? And they're, they got heated, and he threw him the ball. He yeah. got his feet down, too. What a catch. Wow. Oh, yes. Jalen Hurts had a massive game. Even the commander's uh, quarterback, Sam Howell, four touchdowns. Dak Prescott, three touchdowns. This kid, Will Levis, that plays for the Tennessee Titans, he's a rookie, right? He's famous because he was supposed to go high in the NFL draft, dropped. That's the drama you get in watching the draft of the second round. And he's famous for, he likes to put mayo in coffee, mayonnaise in coffee. First game, he throws four touchdowns against against Atlanta. Your Chargers bounced back last night. We had a wonderful weekend in the NFL and college football. But I know your baby will end with the World Series and will smack on that. Your baby, the association, and the NBA ended up starting this past Tuesday, and the games are great. How did I miss this? Because I'm a, I'm a moron anyways. When did Dame Lillard go to, to Milwaukee and play with Giannis? I have to take a poopus. I can't remember. I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah. But, but first of all, before we get to the basketball, how about my Arizona Wildcats? Wow. Buddy, they have come so far. They're one game away from going to be being bowl eligible. I'm so excited. We've been we've been so bad for so many years, but the fish man, he's a tur- you know turned us around, and this new quarterback we got, it's crazy. It's great. I mean, they're going crazy in Tucson, baby, in the old Pueblo. Love it. Watch that game. Yeah, your team. It's my son's team, and the coach yeah. Jed Fish, you know, um, probably hangs out the same temple you do. Is really really mastered uh, of, of that program. The culture there is terrific. I you know, look, 
when when Max went to college there, the coach was Stoops. Mike Stoops, one of the Stoops brothers. And right. they're okay. Nick Foles was the quarterback when Max went to college. I know. Who yeah. was the quarterback? Remember who the quarterback was when you went there? Tom Tunnycliffe. And you know what? what a great name. Was he a porno star? Burbank, Tom Tunnycliffe. High School. And this is great about it. UCLA is going uh, playing Arizona next week at homecoming. Okay. I remember when I was a freshman, 10 a.m. game, Arizona Stadium, UCLA. Arizona and Max and Dejas kicked the winning. Well, first of all, Tom Tunnicliffe to Jay Dobbins, uh, the score to make it close. And then Max and Dejas hit, who's a buddy of mine, he hit the winning field goal. John Lee missed the field goal at the end, and we all ran on the field. It was, it was a, it was crazy. And uh, we just partied from 10 a.m to midnight drinking and just we beat UCLA man on a national tele- televised game in 1982. Yeah. Not- you know, it's funny you should say that. Um, I'm a big college football fan, University of Texas. I watched on Saturday, you talk about the hoopla and you ran on the field in 1980, whatever it was for Arizona. When you, John Lee, John Lee went to the pros from I UCLA. Um, Kansas against Oklahoma. Kansas has not beaten Oklahoma at home. Since 1984, and to watch those kids run on the field, I mean, that's all oh, they've got in Lawrence, right. Kansas. Yeah. There's no pro sports. You're in Tucson. So you got the Suns 100 miles away. Arizona has pro teams. There's nothing in Kansas to watch the crying in the stands because that team has dominated you. You haven't beaten them since 1997. Oh. I love that when they run the field and they pull the goalpost down. I tend to like college football a little bit better than the pros sometimes. What about you? Well, I, I was watching the Texas game, and I saw you run on the field. Aren't you too old for this shit? I mean, well, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was I know, following Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey is a huge Longhorn fan. He's at every he game, big booster. But, the, the you know, the, the, the culture down there in the Southwest, Texas, it's all football. It's and all football. Think about this. You got the Dallas Mavericks, having a good, uh, you know, uh, with Don, Luka Doncic, a great team. The, with the Texas Rangers, does that way into baseball? What the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks did has never been done in baseball history. In the time since we did our last podcast, they were down 3-2 in a series, had to go on the road, Arizona to Philadelphia, Texas to Houston. They won both games. What great stories. Bruce Bochy is a manager of Texas. Just a third team he's taken to the World Series, and they're all scrappy young kids. There's no big superstars on his team. The big names like Aaron Judge. Or uh, Mike Trout with the Angels, uh, Otani. These are all guy, guys that you played with in the street. And we have a wonderful World Series. It's tied up 1-1. If the Raider game is boring tonight, and it might be, go you know go over and watch the World Series. It's going to be, I believe it's on Fox. We got we got a doubleheader tonight. I think you go back and forth. You know, you go back and forth. But what's great about this is two underdog teams are in the World Series. And my favorite movie of all time is Rocky 1. And, you know, he was the underdog. You know, no one ever thought he could beat Apollo Creed. So that's what I love. You know, you think, oh, the Dodgers are going to be there, which I love and I'm very sad, or the or the Yankees or Philly. But you know what? These teams never gave up. Troy Lavello, what a what a manager, right? This guy, this guy played with my, my friend, uh, Jay Serkin, in, in the Valley. And he, you know, he's from LA and he went to UCLA and, oh man, it's just a great story all around, you know? And I love the backstories, all these guys, you know, 
I mean, they're on the national stage and they're showing what they got. You know, you have that one moment in time and you got to show what you got. It's just like an audition. You know, when I go in like, uh, like curb, curb your enthusiasm. I went in and I nailed it. I said, I'm going to get this. And I was so positive. And my buddy, uh, my buddy Steve, who runs uh, the best uh, the best uh, self tape in town, selftape.com, he uh, selftapeservice.com, he uh, he was Larry David, and I said, "Bro, I'm getting this," and I got it. It's just so great. It's so great. You know, you're never well, out of it in life. You're never out of it in life. You know, look at the true. journey. You look you at think you. about um, the kids that go into the NBA. They got to play one year in college. Guys play two years in college yeah. in football. And they go right in. Look how many stories of this uh, of these guys. Just Corbin, this rookie Corbin, by I can't think of his last name with Collins with the, with Arizona. They played four or five years in the minors. They carry their own bags. They're living in towns with fifteen hundred people. They're uh, lucky if for them to get a Dr Pepper, they got to go to a Seven Eleven and hope the vending machine has it in there. Right. And that's their lives. And it's just you saw that one of the great movies of all time. You talk about Rocky when you're top. Great film, my top two. One of my top baseball movies is Bull Durham. It's just oh. a terrific story. And you saw the way those guys lived. Yep. You know, they lived to bus the bus and they played these stadiums that were uh, basically erector sets with dirt. And it, the journey, you're right, the journey. Journey for an actor also. All the additions you go on, the rejection. Baseball is an interesting sport. If you hit yeah. two, if, if you're if you're successful, 2.6 out of 10 times means you hit 260, right? You're, right. you're making $30 million a year. In the NBA, and NFL, if you're throwing 2.6 baskets out of every 10, or you're completing 2.6 of every 10 passes, you're out of the league. So baseball is is, is something that you have to work very hard at. Two and things. You know, I'll let you go on this one. And, and you got to love the sport. Oh, let me just answer that. Let me great... just answer that. Yeah. You got to love the sport. I mean, being on those buses. I mean, some of these guys are in in the minor leagues for seven years. That one pitcher for I think uh, for uh, for uh, the Diamondbacks seven years. Bust a bus. Crazy. And by the way, to go from A to double A to triple A, I think double A, triple A, I think you get an extra sandwich. You know, I mean, it's not a big deal, you know, until you get to the big, big dance. And that's when, you know, that was your motivation. The food, the food, the food perks are higher. Every level you get bumped you're, up. You're laughing. I tried out for the Arizona uh, Wildcat baseball team with uh, Jerry Kindle. Yes. Uh, they looked at me. I was wearing uh, high top tennis shoes. I didn't have any cleats and I played first base. I looked at these monsters around me. I'm like, oh, shit, I couldn't hit. They were throwing me 80 mile hour fastballs. I couldn't hit them. Uh, guess what? You know, when they put up the list, you know, who made it to the next round? Uh, my name wasn't on it. <laughs> That's a surprise. Well, if, if you, know, you start out at rookie ball, single A, double A, triple A, and there's like five levels. If the if the amount of food you were given was an impetus for you to move up. When you played rookie ball, you would have been as skinny as the the character in Thinner when he kept losing weight because they don't feed you at all. They're lucky to get a Zagnut bar, a Zagnut bar, and a bag of Doritos. But two things in sports are hardest to do. They said, and I and and I'm quoting John Wooden, the greatest coach ever of basketball from our hometown, UCLA. One is hitting a hundred mile an hour curveball. And the others hitting the golf ball straight. So it's just the time and effort these athletes take. I can't stand it. I love you to death as an actor. I can't stand. I believe George Clooney or someone said we equate what we do to to athletes. No, if Peyton Manning throws an interception, he can't say cut. Let's do it over again. You know, 
If you fuck up a line when you're doing Curb Your Enthusiasm, they could say cut and do it over again. Stop actors comparing yourself to athletes because athletes are theater actors. They're always on stage. When you go see a play and a guy flubs up a line, you know it. And it's embarrassing. Same in sports. Tell me how you really feel. Let me tell you something. Uh, there's a lot of comparisons, but a lot of athletes want to be actors. It's very interesting. You know, a lot of them, you know, they... Maybe why? Come you know why? But they they want to be. They want you know. They want to stay in the spotlight after they retire, and that's and that's the great thing about. And and some of these guys are so good. I mean, I'm telling you, they they, they were probably they're probably better, you know, uh, working you know uh, at Fox or or ESPN than they were as an athlete. You know, so it, it's nice that they have a second career waiting for them if if they have a uh, you know the goods. Can I can I ask you a question? No. It, well, in your opinion, since I value you, you've done 120 different roles, and when the strike ends, you're gonna you're gonna get your fat butt out there again. Um, I just finished watching a uh, 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 binge watch a series, and this is an actor. This is an athlete that turned into an actor. And I, I'm gonna, your question to you is, what athlete do you think is a very good actor? I just watched Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a show called Ballers, and he was very convincing. He was very natural as an actor. And he's gone on to a great career, but he started, and this, this show came out about 10 years ago. In your opinion, who's a great athlete that's transitioned into the acting field that you respect? Well, Burt Reynolds, he was a he was an athlete, you know, he was a he was an athlete. But you know, uh the great thing about Dwayne the Rock Johnson, he is so good to us at SAG. He is one of the guys you want on the set. He's in the, he knows his lines, he's on his mark. And he went and he learned the craft. Okay, he was always in the wrestling world, you know, because that's that's show that's show business. You know, he had to be, you know, the Rock, and he, you know, he played this character, so he got a head start. But I'm telling you, he is a good guy and a very good actor. Uh, is he Robert De Niro? No, but he's so likable. That's the great thing about being an actor. Kevin Costner, not the greatest actor, but he's so likable. Tony Danza. Who's the boss? Terror, not a great actor. He played himself, but people loved him. Some of these guys, as you heard the old adage, can read the phone book and people would watch him. You know what I'm saying? So it really depends on the person. But you know, there's you know, there's a there's a oh uh who who did I really like? Um, you know who uh, I think he was an athlete. Remember um Richard Jaws Keel, uh the bad guy in uh in my in my uh my era with the James Bond, with Roger Moore. Oh my goodness. I think he was an athlete. He was so good as the bad guy, right? God, I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Costner. Costner was a tremendous pitcher at Cal State Bullard. Oh, was he? Brought okay. him up. Okay. And yeah. he had a career and he, you know, a lot of guys, I'll tell you a great, actually tremendous, one of my favorite films, you watched it, you loved it, called Major League. They had to hire many, many technical advisors for Wesley Snipes and Tom Berenger, not Charlie Sheen. Yeah. He was throwing 90 miles an hour at Santa Monica High School back in the day. Right. And that's all you can tell when you watch it. Sheen got it. Costner. You can tell by the way they did it. Um, Adam Sandler, your boy's a very good athlete. Great basketball. Excellent. What's that before? And when they hired Sean Salisbury to be a technical advisor on the remake of um, it's a great Burt Reynolds film that he did, The Longest, the Longest Yard. Yard. Sandler wasn't one of the guys that needed a lot of help, just the release, just you know, the release of the quarterback. And you know that. I mean, you play. Have you ever played? Great segue here. 
I play with myself. Have you ever played any celebrity baseball teams? You ever played softball with these guys? And uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know the celebrity softball league. Yeah, I played a little bit. Uh, it's very competitive. Let me tell you something. These guys go out there. They want to win. Like Tony Danza, he had the Who's the Boss uh, team. I mean, he would go out there and he would win. And if you didn't win, he'd be pissed the next day on the set. These guys take that very seriously. A lot of people, you know, all these guys are competitive. They're actors, man. So, you know, uh, you know, the sports is is very close to their heart because of the of you know winning, you know, winning and and getting a role, you know. Okay, I got a quick one for you. Mom Saloon had a team in the 80s, and I was on it and I played second base and we played the improv. Remember the improv? Yeah, of Still course. There. Let me uh, tell you, it was a phenomenal baseball player. Phenomenal athlete. And God, I, I wish this guy the best in recovery. I, he's going through shit right now with his family. Bruce Willis was uh, really not known back in the mid-80s. And he started doing moonlighting, what, in 87? And you know, and who the fuck's this guy, man? He's he's turning double plays. He's head first. You could tell when a guy's a good athlete, no matter what he does in life, and you just wonder, you know, I don't know his background, but I got to believe that Bruce Willis, I don't know this for a fact, he probably played high school sports. And you saw it when you played in the celebrity uh, softball. You, you you saw guys you played against. You knew Tony Danza played ball before he started becoming an actor. You just knew it, right? Yeah. No. And, and it's a great outlet for a lot of these actors. You know what I'm saying? They're on the set, knowing their lines, dealing with all the bullshit that happens on sets. And then on Saturday or Sunday, they go out, you know, hit the diamond and, 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 you know, they play the softball, they play fag football. They, you know, listen, it's amazing. You, you cannot imagine how many great athletes are actors, you know, and, and, it, you know, because we, they started somewhere, you know, growing up, I played sports. You know, the great thing about me is I made my high school varsity basketball team at the university of Arizona. I mean, university high school, excuse me. And, uh, I memorized all the cheers because I never played. I was the twelfth man. Yeah, but just uh, no. But I, but I, I, I was a deadly three point shooter. But we didn't have the three point line until eighty three. But I, oh, I was deadly, man. I, I could hit the shot. Not real good on defense. Um, I remember playing Steve Kerr. We had a away game at Palisades High. Coach uh, Tom Anderson goes Grunberg. It was kind of like Potsy Weber. He goes, Grunberg, and I had my clothes under my uniform. <laughs> under my, you know, remember when Potsy goes, in and he, he, he took off his warm-ups. He goes, Weber, what are you doing? Where's your uniform? He had to run back to the locker room. I had a guard, Steve Kerr, and uh, we were like up by two and a half, and then he dropped 35 on us. He was a junior. I was a senior. That was my first foray into the world of Steve Kerr. And you know we're dear friends, and uh, I'm so happy for his success. You know it's great. I'm happy for people who, who are humble and who they've worked hard. And you know, just because you work hard doesn't mean you're going to become successful. You know, look at you. But anyway, uh, no, you have to understand something. I love people that make it and they give back. Like The Rock gives back. Sandler gives back. Henry Winkler gives back. I mean, these people. Oh, Scott Thompson, Carrot Top. He gives back. And you know what? If you just become this monster, you know, I've always said, if you're a nice person before you make it fish, you become even a nicer person. If you're an asshole, you become a bigger asshole. And it yeah. happens all the time. I've seen it. I've seen it working in the commentary at Fox. I mean, I've seen these guys, man. So I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I have no I have no patience or I have any kind of love for 
anyone that made it big that doesn't give back because oh. it's such a blessing. If you're a superstar in your sport and you're so lucky and blessed to be in that limelight, because let's face it, all athletes, everyone in the NBA we talk about, Major League Baseball, NFL, they're all entertainers. They're entertaining you. At the end of the day, when it's on TV, it's entertainment. Just like that. Yeah, so you, you say, why do these guys get into acting or gals? Because it, it, it's, it's still being in the limelight. But you hear these so many great stories about people that give back. And I'm what? sure, I don't want to bring up names. Yeah. I don't know a lot. I know people that don't tip right, that are yeah, big stars big. and stuff like that. But that's that's, you know, that's that's one thing. But giving back to your community, well, giving, giving something. Yeah. LeBron James. Oh, LeBron James yeah. has opened up 30 boys clubs. 30. Le Le a lot of guys don't like LeBron James. I saw Rich Paul, his agent, uh, a story on him on 60 Minutes. It was phenomenal because they're best friends. And you know how they met? Not, not in Cleveland, none of that. They were at the airport, and uh, I believe Rich Paul was wearing, or or uh, LeBron was wearing a uh, uh, Warren Moon jersey. Okay, back in the day, and uh, LeBron went up to him and goes, "Hey, man, that's a great jersey." And that's how they became friends, and they're dear friends today. And Rich Paul is one of the smartest agents I've ever I've ever seen on on uh, on sixty Minutes. This guy knows the business, and he doesn't take shit. He gets his he gets his clients the best deals, so you know. I, see, I, I, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't know this guy per se. I, I like know. he's good. That he's good. I, I like the know, agents I'm, that no. represent people. I'm, I'm, I, you can tell me your opinion. I like him a lot. I know you can like him. No, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about him. But LeBron's an easy target. He's easy. He's, he's easy to market. I like the agents that get these guys deals that aren't you know that wow. You know, I don't, I don't who, who's this athlete out there? When you see some, Matt Liner is on a ton of commercials. I remember he was a quarterback at right. USC, USC and then the Arizona Cardinals wasn't very successful. He's on a ton of commercials. Mark Sanchez, the butt fumble. We know these guys, but if your agent's getting you deals right now, putting LeBron James as the face of anything. That's his, that's his number one. He's got other guys that he, he I mean, he he took, I, I don't know which, which athlete it was, um, uh, it was it was a guard on uh, the Phoenix Suns. They wanted to give him like twenty five million for four years. He got him seventy five million. That's okay. good. No, and it's like he never gives up. He always says, "Come back to me when you really want to negotiate." You know, kind of like what we're doing with SAG right now. And by the way, I hear we're we're closer than we've been. But I don't trust any of these studio heads. They are such liars and cheats. But uh, hopefully, it'll end so we can go back to work and and produce. Uh, some of the great shows that people watch today, you know, on streaming and, and network. You deserve it. We I talk about it every show. You deserve everything. It's not about you. It's about the people also that are suffering in the industry. Don't make what actors make, you know? Um, oh, it's the flower girl. It's the, it's the transportation. It's so far reaching. Uh, forget about me. It's the people that make me look good. You know, it's the crew. These guys, they haven't worked. That's the thing that people don't realize, you know? And, oh, and by the way, people think when the strike's over, oh, uh, you're going to start making money and go back to work the next day. It's going to take months and months and months and months. The bill, the business is in shambles. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's really bad, you know. And people are bitter and angry, and we'll see what happens. Let, let, let's. We wish the best because, like I said, I just said, yeah. um, it, it's the PA production assistant makes eight hundred, maybe six hundred a week, yeah. and he's running all over town. Right. To get an actor or get a producer uh, a smoothie that has kale in it and fresh spinach, you know. So I mean, it's just right. it's 
it's there's so many you know and people know that they our audience knows what entails because we talk about all the time with the hundreds of people it takes to put a production together i mean look, look at the credits at the end of curb your enthusiasm there's 500 people on there all right you're watching maybe 24 actors working in the sets but there's 500 people that right. put a half a 35 minute show together phenomenal and they all have a, a working part it's like it, it's like a car the piston goes to this this goes to the shaft the alternator that's how you do these shows and we need people to realize it's not about george clooney or matt damon no. or denzel washington making money they have money to sit through this thing out it's guys like this that's that sit next to me that works his ass off that tries to get roles and 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 keeps working so he can take care of his parents i, I love that brad we got to talk about something that I get these things. Fish, what pisses you off? Well, a lot of things piss me off. Working with Brad pisses me off. I have to do it. Of course. Because I know. Yeah. I'm kidding. But every, there's two words, pet peeves. I'm going to show you a picture. Then we're going to go back and forth. And I've had, I, I kind of gave you a precursor to this. I told you in rehearsal. I'm going to talk yeah. about this. This yeah. is my number one pet peeve. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. That, okay. You drive a lift. So you know when you're driving and you get in that one lane and you're waiting for that left turn arrow to turn green. They say that people now, one out of, there's five cars, the fifth car is always missing that turn because the fucking person in the first spot is on their cell phone are doing this. Yeah, It's a red light, they're looking back. at their phone, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And the green light goes on and they're still looking at their phone. And then, yeah. oh, I gotta go. Cause they got people honk and stuff like that. Quit looking at your phones. I've gotten a ticket for using my cell phone in a car. Really? Never for doing that, for actually talking on a cell phone. Oh, okay. It causes a lot of accidents. But please, let people make the left turn because these lights are so long nowadays. The traffic where Brad lives right now is, is horrendous. He's got to drive a lift. That's my number one pet peeve. You go. My number one pet peeve. Um, let's see. Uh, I would say... Um, People, uh, you know, this is, I think we've talked about this. I've gotten rid of a lot of people in my life. Okay. You know, the people that think and say they stand up for you, you know, when people are talking shit about you and they're lying and you find out you, you take a deep dive and you go, you never said that you never stood up for me. So why are you lying? You know, it's going to catch up to you. Uh, you know, karma is real. I, I, I've talked to you about this and I, you know, this one lady in my car, I, uh, please stop me if you heard this line. She gave me the greatest line, Karma Cafe. You get what you deserve, not what you ordered. And I'm telling you something, karma's real. Some people say, I don't believe it. It's real. I've seen it. it you know, it doesn't, it, what you put out in life, fish, good comes back to you good and bad comes back to you bad. Yes, bad things happen to good people. But you know what? If you stay a good person and you, you, you get out of your, you get out of the bullshit of life and cars and homes. And I got to do this and I got to do that. I got to have this. Uh, I got to, I got to buy a Prada bag. I got to have this outfit. Who gives a fuck? Right. And, you know, a great segue, look at Matt Perry. Okay. One great guy. I met him. He came to the Tropicana for a bachelor party with my buddy, Dave uh, Pressman. I met him. He was such a good guy, but he had this darkness. You know, one of the most successful sitcom actors in history. Friends, right? And he couldn't get off the sauce. And then he decided, I'm going to help people for the rest of my life. And he did. 
He helped. How does that, what does this have to do with the pet peeve? We have a whole segment about pet peeve. I'm telling you because guy. you asked me a question and I'm answering the way I want to answer, not the way you want me to answer. Well, I have more pet peeves. So let's go to, let's go to Enough Matt with Barry. the pet peeves. Give me let's one more. You, yeah, you tell one and then Barry. I'll tell we'll one. Pet peeves. I have a couple I thought were funny, but this absolutely. Is not funny. Everything you're saying today is funny. Not <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's true, we'd have better ratings. Anyways, um, that's true. That's Matt Perry. I'm gonna yeah. admit something that I put in a, in the in the show tease on some of our um, outlets like Facebook and stuff like that. I have never watched it. I have never watched an episode of Friends, but I fell in love with it. And how can you not watch episode of Friends? My wife came out in 1997, whatever. And I said, I don't give a shit about six yuppies that are wealthy families living in New York. I don't. That's not the that's not the biggest problem in the world. One of the most successful sitcoms of all time. I'm not that kind of guy. Well, I, I don't. I will tell you where I fell in love with this kid. Okay, he did a movie called The Whole Nine Yards, and I just I so I had to go back and watch a few episodes of Friends. He was him and we just talked about Bruce Willis. That was such a wonderful script. He was so good and so natural. I said, Wow, no wonder why this show is so great. Because you got Aniston, you got Cox, you got uh, Matt LeBlanc, Kudrow, and you got David Schwimmer. They're all successful people. Because I didn't like Friends doesn't think that doesn't mean shit. That yeah. guy in that movie got me to go watch a few episodes. I watched a few episodes of Friends. Uh, then I had to watch that reunion with him. And right. I said, there's something wrong with the guy. They had a reunion on HBO. They all got together. And Matt LeBlanc gained about 100 pounds. The other ones all look great. But there's something wrong with Matthew Parrish, and I learned he's had some addictions and what have you. But like you said, karma, just a little while ago, he never not he never stopped being a really good guy. And that's what really struck me. Really good guy. And, you know, in the end, he was helping people. He was getting his life together, you know, and, uh, you know, it'll kind of, it, it, you know, toxicology tests uh, were uh, inconclusive. So they have to go take a deeper dive to see why he passed away. He probably had a heart attack, you know, in, in the jacuzzi. But it's just sad. It's sad because well, he's putting his life together. Not, not to make it, not are to make not, a joke. You're not going to make. You're not going to make one of your stupid jokes. Yes, are you? I am. That's the way you're no. going to go. But it's going to be with two strippers. <laughs> oh God! You, hey, you're wait probably a the horny. Hey, you know, Jerry I'm, and Sandy, wait, 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 I think stop. you are one of the horniest, horniest married Jews I know. Unbelievable. Forget the Jew shit. To my I know. Why? You don't want to. Let me tell you something right there. No, no, no religion. Okay, what do you want? What do you want? Something. That's a compliment to you. That's What's the, the compliment? The, 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 if you're going to go and get a heart attack in a hot tub, yeah. don't you want to have two strippers next to you that you met at Wet Republic or you're in Vegas next week? Or do you yeah. want to go just sitting in the hot tub? I don't want yourself. I told you, I told you a couple podcasts ago. I lifted, uh, I had to pick up a lady way downtown near Felipe's and I walked it, you know, I drove in and there was this huge colonial house. I'm like, where am I? All of a sudden I took a, took a ride to get to her building, the LA morgue coroner's office. Okay. I've never been down there. I don't want to go there again. Okay. Listen, man, you, you live your life every day. You hope you wake up. Like people say, how are you doing today? I woke up. Right. That's how I do it. Reggie, Reggie White. Remember, he had a sleep apnea. He died in his sleep. I'm telling you, buddy, your health is your wealth, right? We talk about this all the time, you and I. That's what it's all about. Who cares how much money you have, right? Like this Bob Iger guy who, who's, you know, this whole, you know, he, he runs Disney and all this bullshit. Let me tell you something. How much money do you need in life to live your life? 
you got to kick down to others who make you this money, you know? I mean, people, I'll tell you, this world, I mean, what's important to these young kids is ridiculous. The cars, the the clothes, the purses, the clubs, all this bullshit. Just be a good fucking person, okay? You know, help people if you can. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family and find something you love. And that's another thing that I tell every person in the back of my lift. Find something you love, the money will come. Don't do it for your parents. Don't do it for your grandparents. Do it for you. Look at you. Look at you, Fish. You became a bartender. The best in the business, man. I've seen you work. Yes. Well, I'm just telling you that to kiss your ass. But hang on. No. My, yeah, my hang on. My dog's freaking out and jumping on my Molly. My is dog hates freaking... when we do a podcast. She freaks out. She runs oh, around. She wants in attention. She wants attention. Yeah, I know, but I gotta let her out because she's jumping on my plate. Okay, right, go ahead. So keep talking about keep talking about what a shitty bartender I am. Yeah, like, you're a horrible bartender. And you're you're the type of guy who keeps talking and talking, and the person goes, Can I enjoy my fucking drink? Would that be okay? And then you tell another fucking story about your another anecdote about your life. You know, I'm from LA and I went to this high school. Who the fuck gives a shit about you? Okay, go Raiders. But no, uh, you know, listen, you gotta let you you gotta let you you gotta know when to hold. Remember, like, what is it? Hold wait, wait, you gotta know what's the uh, poker thing? What, what's the uh, what's the song by Kenny Rogers? Yeah, know when to hold, you gotta know when to fold them. Right. Right. Bingo. That's what you need to do. Okay, I'm okay. going to try to help you with that. Uh, by the way, not only are we on Facebook, Roku, DBTV, and listen exclusively on Podbean, but now you can listen to Minister Brad Grunberg on the Ion Network every Sunday mornings, right after Joel Osteen. So every set podcast, Karma, this and that, and that. We talk about, about Karma. So this is what get us ratings. If Karma is so great, what? how did Hitler live his whole life killing so many fucking people and devastating 100 million lives, all right? And there's a 86. I did a podcast. 86 percent of people get angered here. Don't think there's an afterlife. Where's the karma there? There's no afterlife. We die, and it's just dust. Hitler got away with murder, and what's going on in this world right now? I believe what you said. Okay, before we get to my next pet peeve, I got some memes to do to make people laugh. I believe in this. Just be good. I agree. Every time you said, be good to other people. Be you. I bring this up on every podcast, and I always get a lot of accolades for it. I'm gonna pump myself up. Does Please Brad do. really go out to McDonald's and buy burgers and give them to the homeless? Yes, it's not bullshit. Okay, I have had, I have affirmation from Lauren and a few other of his friends. He doesn't do it for me to say it. He does it because he was doing it before I did this podcast. All right, that's what I. That's not karma. It's because you're a good person. Okay, do it because you want something coming back to you. Do it because you want to be a good person. I just do it because I do it for me. And, and anything I do good for people, I do it for me. It, I get more joy out of it than the person that I help. That's what it's all about, or feed. That's how I live my life. That's how I roll. Casey, Casey. Evans. We had Jade on the podcast. Jade, Jade's his wonderful girlfriend. They work at a local bar down the standard down the street from me. Um, and we had Jade on the cat podcast. And, you know, she he, he works graveyard after after she does, and she gets on her shift, it's great. So look at oh, this one. Great. We've got a new, we got a newbie here, yeah. Spencer Graves. What do y'all think about Will Levis in his debut? I'm a Titans fan. I've been waiting for a positive change of quarterback for a while. Talked about it. I think the kid was fantastic. He threw four touchdown passes. I'm more worried about him putting mayonnaise in his coffee. That's going <laughs> to what, What's the thrill of that fish? What does that taste like? Oh man, I I don't. I, I don't I, like you I would you know look I like mayo. Look. 
I was asked as a bartender one time to make someone a scotch and milk. I looked at him, are you sure? Yeah, you know? So I thought, fuck it, I was young, I'll try it. And uh, I, I wasn't impressed, but people, well, I mean, all right, Brad, I'll give you something before we get to some memes, because my mind works in this crazy fashion. Name something you eat or drink that you would say, that most people would say, what the hell is that? Uh, I'll give you one I do. You start, you start. Okay. <laughs> You're going to love this one. Okay. <laughs> I put pickles on my eggs. What? I like a dill pickle. I'll make wow. eggs fried hard and cup a dill pickle and put them on the eggs. And I'll put some tahini on top of it. I love it. So mm. I didn't read it anywhere. I love the taste of pickles in my burger. I'm a pickle guy. All right. All look, right. look. You have to be. I don't matter if you're half Jewish or not. Pickles are part of your lineage. All right. <laughs> I don't like deli. That, but I, I put mayo on a lot of things. I like mayo. I'm not a mustard guy. Like, you don't put mayo in your coffee? No. I'm not putting mayo on my coffee, but, uh, you know, on my sandwiches, sometimes on my burgers. <laughs> People are saying, what? You put mayo on your burgers? I go, oh, you should try it, man. You don't need that secret sauce. Mayo, baby. Like when I go to Chick-fil-A. Can you believe I go to Chick-fil-A? They give me the sandwich. I don't like the uh, Chick-fil-A sauce, so I ask for mayo on the side. Oh, it's heaven. Get the deluxe and put some mayo on that, baby. Oh, I mean, I pop a chubby in the car by myself when I'm eating it. There you go. The dick stuff. It's great. It's so good. It's so good you know that you're going to be. About you? I'm the funny guy. You're the straight yeah, guy. You're telling... Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me what's funny and what's not. Listen, buddy. Okay, do I tell you how to make a fucking drink? No. Yes. No, I do not. <laughs> You're the best. I just tell you what I want, you get it, and you come up with some great shit, by the way. I'm telling you. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a funny a, man. This is what I've been I'm doing. I'm a slinger of a Frankie Oli style, baby. This is that. No, I love Chopper. I'm telling you the truth, buddy. I don't believe in that karma shit. I do, but I do believe if you do good, okay. Do it because you want to do good. Don't it's and I know you do because you want to do good. This is what pissed me off. I got one more pet peeve I'm gonna talk about. But I, wanna, I, but I want to address this before you with your pet peeves. Buddy, karma and, and spirituality, how the fuck did we reconnect and do this? I'm having the best time of my life. I, I, I'll tell you. <laughs> you want my advice? You want me to yeah, I, I want to hear you, that's why I asked you the question. I told you. Um Come into Vegas, and I'll comp you a meal at my place, Shucks. And you ran like Jesse Owens did in the 36 Olympics <laughs> from L.A. to here. At the right? Coliseum? So uh, we, we we reconnected because uh, you've always been good to me. in my I, every When I met you in 1992, and you're doing your own show, and I said, can I act in it? Yeah, use my family's bar. You said yes, okay? And you didn't have to. I'm in a role. I'm in a scene. And the way you handled yourself, I'm 32 at the time. I said, this is the, this guy's a mensch. He's a great guy. And we didn't we didn't talk from 1992 till 2008. You do the math, 16 years. And here comes Facebook, and we reconnected. And when I wanted to change my my vision of a podcast and do it with someone, you're the first person that came around because I knew your sense of humor. I know that you take you you could you could you know you could take a joke. You can make fun of yourself, and it's the most fun I've ever had doing anything other than, you know, 
other other stuff that uh, we can't get into that involves leather and chains. But um, feeling I that's it. To... That's how we reconnected. Is it karma? I don't know. Is it spiritual? I don't know. I mean, listen, I believe it, Brad. Brad yeah. I believe in the afterlife. You no, know no why? I do too. I, I, no, I don't. You're going to come back. Ends. You're going to come back as a plant. I know that. But the bottom line is, no, I believe in that stuff too. Absolutely. You know, with my dogs and stuff, like I always wanted. Like I, I have Annie. Annie didn't know where her toys were in the house when I got her. All of a sudden, she found the toys. Like, I believe my dogs are inside her showing her the way. You know what I'm saying? There's a million examples I can give you of karma and spirituality. There are no coincidences in life. There's not, I'm telling you, people say, oh, that was a coincidence. No, no. You were at the right place, right time. This is what happened. If you, if five minutes here, five minutes there, you know, you're making a PPE, you make about 10 PPEs a night. You're, you're making a PPE, uh, you know, at Chuck's and you miss me. I'm out the door. I mean, that's what life's about. And I'm telling you, I could give you a hundred examples. Same thing with my career, you know, be at the right place at the right time. I got the job. Oh, for example, job at 20th Century Fox in the commissary as a waiter changed my life. Okay. I filled out an application. They never called me. So my parents were coming down on me so much. I had to do something. So I woke up one morning and I called human resources at Fox and I said, hello, I'd like to talk to Joan Diet. Uh, no, I said, yeah, I would like to, I, I got a, a message on my machine, my answering machine. It broke it, yeah, about uh, the waiter's job that I filled out the application. Oh, let's, let's patch you through to Joan Diet. And I talked to her. She goes, what is your name? I've called everybody. And I go, uh, Brad Grunberg. She goes, Grunberg, Grunberg. And then she goes, well, you're not on the list. I go, oh, that's how my life's been going, Joan. Oh, I told my grandma and my mom already, this is terrible. Oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. She felt so bad. She brought me in. I walked in her office. I charmed her. She goes, you're the last one hired. Go to the commissary. I never got the call. That was my first acting role as the desperate guy needed a job. Are you falling asleep? I can tell. No, I'm not falling Listen, asleep. The bottom I'm, line I'm, of this I've, story I've heard that story before. Happens you got karma. You I don't that. get to meet Mel Brooks. If I don't get the job at Fox, I don't meet David Kelly. I don't meet Stephen Bochco. I don't meet David Milch. These guys all take care of me to this day. They give me parts. So I did something. I had nothing. And my parents would go, why are you an actor? You could be working for Xerox and selling copy machines. I, go, I don't want to do that. So find something you love. And you're, you're, love you're an actor because... You're an actor because Lawrence Olivier and Dustin Hoffman says, why are you actors? Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. That's what it's all about. And you entertain. That's what you do. My second thing about acting, my second biggest pet peeve, I don't know why the fuck Vegas did this, is they used to put bars into movie theaters. We all went to the movies before COVID. I can't stand people talking in a fucking movie theater because when you watch a film at home and you scream it, you can go rewind it. When people are talking during a movie, you can't screen the projector. Rewind it. I missed that line that Brad said, you know, and, and you can't do it. Don't talk in a the movie theater. It's hard enough getting people back in the theaters now because of COVID and the fact you can get a film screaming a month after. If you have a big screen TV set like I do, you can watch it on the theater type thing. So who gives a shit? That's my pet peeve. Look, at here's my extra, another maybe pet that's peeve. I'm, I'm done. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but maybe they – they plant people in there to talk so you miss the line so you have to come back and pay another 20 bucks to see the film again do you ever think about that 
you stick to the jokes and I'll stick to the conspiracy <laughs> theories all right? because you're funny. It, uh, this is killing me. When you go to the movies again, I want to I want to sit in back of you and talk. Oh, I love it. this. I'm guy. watching I'm watching football and I go, I got to show Brad this. Okay? This is actually on the CBS broadcast with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. With Taylor Swift in attendance, he has yeah. 108 yards catching. Look how excited I am. Without wow. Taylor Swift in attendance, he averages 45. That's where we're at. This is pop culture right now. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't give a shit about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. The NFL doesn't give a shit. Well, we need to get more Swifties to watch. No, they I do. promise me I'm getting hot about this. I promise you, if they break up, okay, if they break up, right. no Swifties are going to continue to watch the Kansas City Chiefs. They'll probably burn his fucking jersey, you know. So, Taylor Swift, Brad Single, be a big fan of our podcast. You can, you can do anything you want, you know. Taylor take him Swift out to dinner. To be a, take the, an incredible she became person. a billionaire. I know. I know the story. Reach out to her. Reach out to her. I know the Brad. story. Yeah. But she's a wonderful. There's another person who's humble, who gives back. She's like a Sandler. She's, un, she's a great businesswoman. She's a wonderful person. That's the people I love to be successful. And also, Absolutely. Travis Kelsey is great. He's a great actor. Do you see him in these commercials? He's yeah. hilarious. His brother. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. I mean, the, the, right. The Campbell Soup commercial with the, with the mama. So great. But, but again, he does other shit that his brother doesn't do. He is, I mean, this guy is going to be after his career is over and he's in his 30s. He's, you know, he's probably, he's not going to go a couple more years. He will be on one of these, you know, he'll be like a Tom Brady. You know, they paid Tom Brady $300 million to be an analyst on, I don't know, was it Fox or something? Yeah. So he's going to, he took a year off and now he's going to, he's going to come down. Yeah. Hey, listen, I love it. I like Travis. He's a great, he's a great player. I love him. Love him to death. I hate the Chiefs. I love him. He's animated. He's nice. He's, you know, he's holding Taylor Swift's hand. I want to see him on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. I want to see you on Dancing with the Stars. Check this out. I'd like to see you on Dancing with the Stars. Fishgrunny1 at gmail.com. All right. And I'll go. They say, Fish, what was it like when you watch TV? Look at, look at, look at it. And the culture now is things. Brad Grumberg will know every one of these characters and we'll go through it. The reason why my generation doesn't get offended, there's Mel Brooks. There's a little upper left hand high for yep, our uh, yep. listening audience. Blazing Saddles, a great Mel Brooks. Incredible. Okay. <laughs> then far right is Sherman Hemsley. Oh, remember George him? Jefferson. George Jefferson? Yeah. Who's in the middle, Brad? Maybe you'll tell a story about him. George Carlin. Maybe will. Next, ne next time he got The bottom is Richard Pryor, and the left uh, is Archie Bunker, played by the great Carol O'Connor. I think every one of these people is gone right now, unfortunately. But this is the 70s. Wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? George Carlin. Oh, he, yeah. Okay, George. He passed Carlin. away. Ramsey's oh, gone. Oh, Carol O'Connor, Richard Pryor. Yeah, on little past. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't right. tell if that's, uh, I know the guy, actor's the name. The guy in back director. of uh, Cleavon Little? Done. He's gone. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah. this is what we grew up with in the 70s and early 80s. And it's people that were willing to go out there. I mean, the greatest, one of the greatest night. When did Blazing Saddles come out? 72 or 74? 74. Okay. So he he's hired by uh, Harvey Corman and Mel Brooks to go into a place called Rock Ridge, which is the most racist redneck town, right. and turn it around, right? right. And he befriends Gene Wilder, who's, a, who's a, the greatest sharpshooter, who's a town drunk, long story short. They're trying to be, uh, you know, get the upper hand on Mel Brooks and Harvey Corman's group, and they see a line 
waiting to, to, to get their guns. And the hand, at the front of the Ku Klux Klan, and Will Wilder says to Cleavon Little, whose name is Bart, how do we beat the line? He goes, watch this. And he goes up to the Klan members and go, where are the white women at? 1974. Oh, that's great. That, that's, you don't do that. I mean, you can't do that now. Yeah. And Carol O'Connor as Archie Bunker, my God, he was a racist. And he right. was living next door to Sherman Hemsley's character up there, right. George Jefferson. Right. Incredible dialogue. I mean, Brad, I wish you could have acted back then. You've yeah. been perfect. Do you remember Richard uh, Pryor and George Carlin, great comedians, way over the edge, way ahead of their time. Can I say something? Remember the episode of All in the Family when uh, when um, Sammy Davis Jr. gives Carol O'Connor a kiss? Oh, my goodness. A black man giving a white man a kiss in the 70s. I loved it. And that was Norman Lear. He's 101 years old. I mean, this guy was way ahead of his time. And Mel Brooks was way ahead of his time. I mean, but why they... can't we show these shows nowadays? Because you know what? It showed you what an idiot Archie Bunker was in this right. movie. But it showed how he matured. Sure. And he was married to this most... He was married to my Vicky, the most wonderful, nurtured person on the planet. Yeah. And, and then the, they had the real left daughter and glory and the real left son-in-law, Rob Reiner's meathead, I don't think there was a bad episode and the oh my god the jeffersons were so great it was just by fantastic way, yeah by the way another great great incredible uh tv show was happy days and uh uh, uh the mother mrs c mrs cunningham just turned 95 95 right. years old yeah marion ross unbelievable that okay was, here we go on this one that this was is the last meme before we get out and do something for our buddy andrew klein or no, we're gonna do it for who are we talking about? Are we do Matt a little? Well, should we do Matthew Perry again, or just talk about? Oh well, yeah, well, well, let's end with Matt, and I'll tell okay, you. We'll do Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Klein, love you, friend of the show, on the show. Was this kid playing for a championship in high school football? Uh, oh yes. Go uh, get him. Yes. Andrew Klein's son Matt is playing for the champion, the Pirates, baby. Go Pirates. Go. Pirates. Go Pirates. Texas football yeah. is great. I've lived it. Brad, you go first. Who is the most famous person you have ever met? Um, and you met more than I. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, in my my world, Don Rickles, he, he's my favorite. Um, famous person, uh, I told you the uh, Uncle Lumpy Donald Trump story. I, I met him. Yeah, not, yeah. yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Uh, who is the most famous person that I have met? Maybe Adam Sandler. I don't know. I mean, I've met so many people. I mean, I've met, you know, in the commissary, I met them all. You know, I met Nancy Reagan. She came in with a Secret Service to have lunch with uh, Rupert Murdoch. I met her. Um, I met. I've, I've been so blessed. I've met so many of my heroes. I've met so many famous people. But here's the thing about famous people: the reason that I did so well in the commissary, I always goofed on these people i didn't treat it i didn't walk on eggshells around them like like you want me to walk on eggshells around you i treated them like my buddy and they like that because on sets people always like oh oh let me do this for you let me you know do your hair let me do your makeup oh my god they don't want that that gets old so if you goof on them and you treat them like your buddy you go far and i have Thank you, Casey. This Kelsey is on Amazon. We didn't know that, but now we do because of you. You have gone far. I was in the, you remember this? Remember the old Century City Mall that was open air? Oh my God, oh. it's still there. They put $1 billion into it. 
It's the greatest mall in town. It is. Next to the Grove. It's I remember. I remember being there when I was fourteen. I kicked everybody. I couldn't go with my mom, rest in peace, because they were filming a, a movie called Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. They used. Oh. They took the whole mall out with. They Ronnie did. Oh, the oh, yeah, wow. that's great trivia for that mall. Walking there, I'm, I'm in the mall with my girlfriend Stacy Baum in 1978. Before I went to college, 77, 78, 78. And here I go. Oh my God! I, I, I thought it was a Secret Service. All these guys come in dark suits, like men in black, and they're guarding someone. It was Muhammad Ali. All right. Oh wow! And he would he walk and he's you know and I oh my God! So I said, Stacy, that's there's the champ, you know. And I wasn't starstruck growing up doing business, but I had to meet this guy. And I walked out. Can I just go shake his hand? He goes, Muhammad Ali. So he walks up to me, right? And I had like this purple shirt on that maybe John Travolta wore in Saturday Night Fever. And he goes, nice threads, man. And I go, hey, so nice to meet you. He goes, nice to meet you too, man. And he's walked by and said, what it just, and you think about, there's an ambassador to the world. We lost a great one. And yes. he passed away years ago. But talk about someone that embodied everything we talked about in this show. Being good, giving back, great karma, had a rough, you know, really rough. Uh, a role there when he, uh, you know, the when he invaded the Vietnam War, took a lot of shit when he went from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali, ended up being one of the greatest, greatest people and ambassadors in our life. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know what? He he made his mark. He made his mark on this world. You know, that's what you want to do. You want to lead. You want to come in, be a good person, make some sort of a mark, so people remember you as a good person, touching lives, and then you move on to another. The afterlife, like you said, you know. Talk, talk about that. Talk about this guy. Talk about what you I learned. Him, from yeah, I met him. Uh, gosh, uh, probably in the nineties. In uh, he came to the Hollywood Tropicana for a bachelor party for one of his buddies, with my buddy uh, David Pressman, whose father is a great guy, Lawrence Pressman. I used to wait on him in the commissary, and Matt was great. He was really, really cool, down to earth. He asked me a couple questions. He just wanted his buddies to have a good time and. Uh, it was just good. You know, it's funny. I have to tell this story. So he, he comes up to me and he says to me, uh, I went, as you know, I went by the name Johnny Cocktails. That was my name at the, the Hollywood Tropicana. So he goes, Johnny, um, let me ask you, you know, you know, the show and all this stuff, the paparazzi is outside. Should I go out the front door or should I go out the back door? And I said, Matt, can I be honest with you? He goes, please, please. I go, let me get two girls from upstairs and let them be on your on one arm and the other arm and maybe you're making out with one of them your stock will rise in hollywood you don't want to go out the back door and he goes that's some good advice i go listen i don't know much but i know that stuff but he was so cool they had a great time and i'd seen him a couple times after he was always sweet always nice and it just you know it's sad uh fish you never know you know you think oh i know this star and that's how they are in real life you know, everybody's got something man everybody's got something you know, and he had, you know, he had addiction, but he came out and talked about it. He helped so many people. Uh, my buddy uh, David told me he's I mean that he devoted his life not to doing friends, you know, uh, reboot of friends. He did what he really wanted to do. And he wanted he wanted to be known. He said on uh, Diane Sawyer that he wanted to be he wanted to be known of helping people with addiction. And you know what? On that note, I just want to say, Matt, may he rest in peace, buddy and fly high we're gonna miss you wonderfully wonderfully I, 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 you, you, you said it all 
All right, Brad. Let's, All let, right. let's get. Uh, let's talk. Let, let's let our good buddy Dave Linden, my best friend, next to you, of course, Fish, take us out on show number thirty-four. Let's go. You've been listening to the Fat Fish Podcast, heard on all your favorite platforms. Until next time. (laughs) Manny, I love you.